24, Sarah said she made a mess of her life. Divorced and a broken relationship, she suddenly turned to a positive book, which led her right to the Bible. And I started at Matthew because that seemed to make sense to me. That's the beginning of the New Testament. So I thought, okay, well, I'll start there. And over the course of a few weeks, every time I prayed, um, God seemed to answer my prayers. Long story short, I came to a point where I said, okay, God, if you're really there, will you show me? And the next day, I got a phone call offering me a job, pretty much out of the blue. And I took it. Uh, it was a great job. Anyway, and it was, I was teaching, and it was when there were no teaching jobs. So it was pretty remarkable. And I said, okay, God, you're there. I'll follow you. <laughs> and that was it. So I said to people, I'm born again now. And I did my best. I went to church and stuff. But fast forward, it took me seven years to really start to change. And what happened was I was introduced to tongues, the Holy Spirit. I realized in my own spirit, I thought I need to be baptized. And when I came out of the water, I thought, oh, well, this is what joy is. <laughs> and my learning curve went sort of from this, trying to be decent, making a lot of mistakes and back and forth to the old life to this. And so I just want to publicize the power of the Holy Spirit and how great he is. You wrote this book, Free to Be, and it's Defeating Insecurity, Transforming Relationships, and Building Character. So this book is quite amazing. Thank you. How can insecurity be crippling to a believer? When we are saved, unless we walk with the Lord from the time we're an infant and, and, and just have the most loving, perfect family, we will be hit by life. Sometimes it's inside the family. Sometimes it's the church. Sometimes it's school. I was bullied as a kid. We build up, in, we build up protection mechanisms. And unless we fully grasp everything that Jesus has done for us right from the get-go, those things try to kind of hit us on the back of the head you know, it's called the enemy. It's also called our own thoughts. We've developed patterns. And so when Jesus receives us and when God says, yep, you're one of my children, all that stuff is history. But emotionally, we still carry that stuff and we can let it go. But it's, you know, where Jesus, or where Paul writes, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's Romans 12, one and two. And Jesus can renew our minds immediately. He really can, but we're not necessarily going to grasp that right off the bat. So those things from our history and the habits we've developed to protect ourselves, that's all part of insecurity. And so we don't necessarily completely grasp everything that Jesus has done for us right away. So it's a journey and the, the crippling aspect is that we don't recognize, you know, we're born again. That means all the stuff in the, in the past is past. But if we don't fully embrace that, and I think most don't, most of us don't, I certainly didn't, then we don't live in the fullness of, of what God has for us. And we aren't able to completely fulfill all the things that he has for us right away because those emotional things 
those negative thoughts, those insecurities or that impression we feel prevents us from doing everything that he has for us. How does he want us to be free of fear, anxiety, oppression, and insecurity? He says, perfect love casts out fear. And it really does. Jesus' love is perfect, so we have nothing to be afraid of. God is sovereign. He is the best father in the world. The Holy Spirit's inside us to protect us when we're born again. But that fear can creep up. When we recognize the absolute, complete, powerful, wonderful love he has for us, we have nothing to be afraid of. But if we don't recognize that fully, then fear creeps up. What does your character look like when you begin to follow Christ? And and at a point in your life, you talked about refraining from fully trusting God. In terms of character, it's really important, I think, not to try to be a good Christian. That is works, and that's a whole other topic. But we need to surrender, not strive. We need to allow God to equip us and help us. And as we do that, it gets a whole lot easier being full of God's character. Because really, what, what the transformation is, instead of us being us, we get the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, patience, faithfulness, self-control, all those good things, they come from God. We don't have to put them on. We'll have bits and pieces of it already because we're human beings and we've come to the Lord that the Holy Spirit has convicted us even before we were born again. So those are good character things, good character traits. But moving through that to the finish line is not always easy. When we know and when we trust, you talked about trust, when we trust God, it's kind of like stepping off a cliff. It can feel like it but he catches us. One of the best scenes in, one of the, in a movie I've ever seen for depicting that was uh, Steven Spielberg's The Third um, Quest for the Holy Grail, the Raiders of the Lost Ark series. And they're looking for the Holy Grail. And there's a moment where he has to, Indiana Jones has to trust and take a leap of faith. And they, they, they create a visual um, representation of that beautifully where he, I won't, I, won't be a, I won't be a spoiler, but where he takes a step, literally, and God's there. It's not a Christian film. It's not, you know, but it's uh, got some great moments in it that can testify of what God is trying to get us to understand. Yeah, the fear, like the fear of stepping out. The fear of stepping out, the lack of trust, and then making a decision and say, okay, I'm going to trust. So for me, I said, as I mentioned earlier, okay, I'm going to follow you, God. But it was years before I realized that I wasn't really trusting him because of baggage, didn't have a good relationship with my dad, but I trusted Jesus. So I know I was saved. I know that. But there's like lots of people talk about God peeling away the layers of an onion, Yes. You know, and that's how he works with us. So anybody watching this that knows God but thinks, well, I keep falling down, that's okay as long as you keep letting him pick you up. 
Yes. And, and one thing that you also have to do too is um, keep asking him into your life. Um, and when you don't ask him into your life, you're just going to keep stumbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to, to embrace him and ask Jesus, come into me and show me who you are. Help me to have that relationship with you. Help me to hear you. For those people wondering whether they're good enough for God, the point is that none of us is good enough. None of us is good enough. And if we're waiting to be good enough to join up with him, you're never going to join up with him. It's when you realize that you aren't good enough that you're ready. Yes. So yeah. what the Holy Spirit does, he convicts us. And, and, and my biggest concern, I suppose, about people walking without God is that they're without him. And my biggest concern for people who are walking with God is that they're walking without the fullness of what the Holy Spirit offers us. The Holy Spirit's in us, but unless you really recognize and allow him to speak to you and allow yourself to follow him and develop an understanding of his voice, not getting confused by other sources, one way you do that is know the word of God really well, know the Bible really well. But without the Holy Spirit, it's, it's just not the fullness of everything that God has for us. And so that's my, my concern about people who are super religious, wanting to do the right thing. But Jesus did a lot of things that the religious people of his time didn't like because they, weren't, they looked at him and, but you're not being religious. It isn't about religion. It's about relationship. Oh, yeah. In Mark 16, because I wrote this down. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So it's so much more than an act of faith baptism. And what comes from that? It doesn't mean you have, it's not a rule. It's a relationship. It's not a rule. It's what Jesus did. If we want to follow Jesus, we've got to follow him through the water. We're not very good at waiting anymore. You know, there's fast food, there's TV on demand, there's whatever. One of the good things about this virus thing is that we've had to learn to wait. In the UK, we had lockdown for a few months and it wasn't absolute, but it was, it was, things were pretty tight and can't meet friends the way you normally do. And you have to find Zoom, you find ways, but it also meant we were a lot less busy. So I know lots and lots of believers, I bet you do too, Nancy, where they did a lot more praying and a lot more reading the Bible because they had the time. God just wants us to wait. So to people who are curious, check your heart if you're curious. Check your conscience. What's making you curious? And just wait. And say, ask God when you're ready, if he's there, and to show you. And then just go about your business. But be alert. Remember, if it, if it means you have to write it down on this date, 1st of December or whatever. I'm, I've asked God to show me who he is. And just put it aside. Maybe leave it on your mirror or something so you know. And just wait. God gets a lot of bad press. So, you know, this disease is his fault or 
my relative died and it's his fault, or the poverty overseas is his fault. Find out for yourself who he is by waiting. The word says, he who waits upon the Lord shall renew his strength. He shall mount up with wings like eagles. He shall walk, run and not be weary. He shall walk and not faint. Just wait and see, because that's what I did. I thought reading the Bible, I had a bit of faith, absolutely. But if you're here listening, then you know what? You have a bit of faith to just wait, see what he wants to do, to show you who he is for you, because he's a really personal God. <laughs>